Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 442. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating Concours in the Hills and talking with sponsors of this spectacular event that takes place on February 13th in Fountain Hills, Arizona. You can learn more about this event at www.concourinthehills.org. I would say uh, my advice would be to just always do the right thing. And I think if you listen to your gut, it tells you what that right thing is. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Shane Musto. Shane, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You bet. Looking forward to it. All right. Great to have you here. Shane and Karen Musto are the owners of Brighton Motorsports in Scottsdale, Arizona. There they offer over 20,000 square feet of showroom, mechanical services, repairs, plus a restoration facility for modern-day and collector cars. At Brighton, you'll find a huge selection of newer sports cars and exotics, along with vintage and classic cars, and motorcycles, and even some Morgan three-wheelers. All different kind of marks with an emphasis on European cars. There's even a cool gift shop. Brighton Motorsports is a proud sponsor of the Concours in the Hills that takes place in Fountain Hills, Arizona this weekend. So Shane, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Okay, sure. Great. Well, I think like most car guys, I was probably born a car guy. Along the way, I was fortunate enough to meet and marry a girl that loves cars, too. And as we began a collection of our own, oh, about eight, nine years ago, uh, we were restoring cars for ourselves or kind of subbing that out, more or less. Mm-hmm. And we realized, you know, <laughs> this doesn't work out so well just putting money into it. And we ended up with enough employees, we decided to go ahead and take customer work in as well and start selling cars. And it grew from a little bitty shop into what it is today. <laughs> you know, it's a great story. First of all, you're fortunate for marrying a lady who loves cars. A lot of those listeners out there are going, oh, man, how'd you do that? But I think it's great that you took, again, your passion for cars and you turned it into a business. That's what Cars Yeah is all about. And we're going to learn a lot more about your business and and how things are going there. But first, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in 
transforming your life and your success. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Shane, take the wheel. All right, thanks. I, I think my favorite mantra or quote would be, the more you put into something, the more you get back from it. Whether that be a relationship or physical work that you do on a car, it's just, you know, the more you give to something, the more you get back. Maybe that's not the reason to do it is to get back more, but it just seems to be the rule. Seems to work. Well, how have you incorporated that quote, that mantra into your business at Brighton? I think basically uh, by doing just that, we are, you know, like most car business owners, I think you become quite a workaholic and it's your name on the product, so to speak, whether it be your service or the car that you're selling. And we all want to get good response back from everybody. So we care. We do the best we can at all times. And it seems to be working for us. I think so. Now, you talked about being a car guy pretty much all your life, but is there a moment of time you can share with us that kind of instigated your passion in time, that pivotal moment when you looked in the mirror and said, oh my gosh, I'm a car guy? Yeah, I think I always loved cars. You know, I had a 63 Chevy when I was first uh, driving, and I would go as fast as I could around every turn in that car with its baldish tires. Then after working a year in high school, in the summer of high school with my brothers doing drywall, I made enough money to go buy a $650 MGB. And while that's not the fastest car in the world, back when I bought that car, it just handled so nice and stopped so well, I was completely hooked at that point. (laughs) Now, do you still have an MGB? I know your wife, doesn't your wife race one, Karen? She has a 63 MGB. It's a vintage race car and it's been a race car allegedly its whole life. It comes from the Northwest. Is she a vintage racer, and is, are you a vintage racer? I do some vintage racing. Uh, we belong to a private track called Indy Motorsports mm-hmm. Ranch down in Wilcox, Arizona, yep. and we keep some cars down there. And uh, most of the time, we just go down there with friends and other people that are members of the track and kind of impromptu race each other or just put down better lap times. But uh, they do have some indie sponsored racing as well. Very cool. Well, we've got a representative from Indy who's a guest on the show this week. So uh, he's a fellow sponsor of the Concord in the Hills. So very cool. Nice to have that incredible facility so close by where you can go down and enjoy your cars. It is awesome. And the people there are just great. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Well, when I come out there and visit you, you'll have to take me down there and let me do some laps. That sounds like fun. Absolutely. Shane, what I'd love to do now is crawl under the hood and take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way. This is really important for our listeners because a lot of people are going through challenges. Could you tell us what happened to you in a specific incident and how did you overcome that situation? What did you learn from it? You know, I'm 59 years old, so I think at this age, you've (laughs) by now faced plenty of challenges and failures, both in my previous business and some in this business. Mm -hmm. There's not any one that really pops out, but what I've noticed, the best that you can do is all you can do. So I do the best and expect God to do his part on the other side. And I know when I look back at different challenges or failures I've had, it just seems horrific and horrible at that time. And oh my, what are we going to do? But usually not some, not too long after I look back and go, you know, I really, that was a good thing for me. It came through it a lot better and a lot stronger on the other side. Sure. Well, is there one in particular you can maybe think back to that might help our listeners a little bit? Because like I said, everybody goes through these things. But when we hear about specific incidents from people and hear how they move forward or how they took something that at the time seemed bad and now, hmm, okay, I learned from it. Is there one in particular you can think of that you could share with us? 
I'll share you a car-related one. When, as I said, we first started restoring cars, we ended up doing mechanical and paint and body because the facility that we rented had a paint booth in it. Mm. Quickly saw that was a mistake. You couldn't very well be painting cars and sanding cars and building an engine in the same facility. So we broke the business up into two pieces, Brighton Motorsports, which we have today, and we started another company called Brighton Ranch Paint and Body. I realized that I had absolutely no passion for paint and body or no knowledge, and it really showed, and that business lost us quite a bit of money. Mm. And so we were able to sell that to a great guy. He runs it now, and he is passionate about it, and he's quite successful at it. Ah, so it sounds to me like the takeaway here is focus on where your passion lies. Don't just chase a business because it's a business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very good lesson. Absolutely great. I've seen that in so many shops I've been in where the owners are passionate about one thing and they try to kind of be everything and it usually doesn't work very well. Now let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment, a time when the headlights come on, kind of illuminate your way for this new idea, this new direction that you had and tell us how you turned that aha moment into your success. Well, I would say my first aha moment was when I had bought my second car back when I was just graduated high school. I bought a TR4 that I just had to have and I realized I had to sell the MGB. And um, I met a guy that's been a friend of mine ever since then and we started flipping cars together basically because we couldn't afford to own all these cars at the same time. So we would buy a car that we loved, work on it a little bit, drive it, enjoy it, and then set our sights on another car that we loved and have to sell one to to facilitate having the next one. Uh At that point, I realized that's it. This is probably something I'm going to do for my life. And uh, so we did that for a bit, he and I. And then uh, as times changed, I got married and got into the construction business, which uh, was probably smart for me at that time. He's uh, still in the car business. Mm-hmm. Some years later, in the construction business, things were going quite well here, and uh, I started getting back into the cars again. I started following my passion again. And I bought a uh, bug eye sprite here locally. I think for I don't know five six hundred dollars. Hadn't been started in five years. I got it running in about two hours. Put it on eBay, and I think I sold it for a little over five thousand dollars. <laughs> and it was a fun little car, a little experience, and my wife goes, wow, that was really fun, really cool. We should do some more of that. And as that was kind of the aha moment that I guess I'm back in the car business again. I just love it. So, Well, isn't it funny how life brings us full circle sometimes from our original passion and then back to our passion? So I think that's fantastic. And I'm seeing a little trend here with British cars in you. I think so. Yeah, I love Italian and German and then some American, especially mid-year Corvettes as well. But mm-hmm. uh, British seems to be the base. It sounds like it. Yeah, TR4s are great, MGBs and Sprites and uh, all sorts of fun British machinery. Now, how about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many in your career and over time, but is there one in particular that stands out for you that you would share with us? It does. We, as you know, service vintage cars as well. And we've got a number of older clientele that are retired but still have their old British cars that they love so much. A couple of them are uh, Morgan owners. Mm -hmm. And so they would bring their old Morgans in with the TR4, TR3 engine, depending on the year. And we service their cars for them. And they're just great people and we love them. And so we showed them we love them and worked on their cars and would 
fix these oddball little things that would happen. And one day we got a phone call from one of our clients and he said, you know, Shane, I heard that Morgan is going to be putting a dealership in Arizona and they're talking about, I won't mention names of the other two dealers. One of them is a really big local one and another one is a smaller one. And Mm -hmm. while they might be fine, we don't think that they represent they couldn't represent the brand the way that you do. Hmm. And so if you don't mind, we've suggested that they contact you about being a Morgan dealer. Wow. Okay, cool. And so Mark Lettington of Morgan called one day and wanted to know if he could come over. And he came over, walked through the showroom, of course, saw some British cars. And then he stood in the doorway that leads to our repair shop and saw British cars being serviced. And he stopped right there and says... I don't even want to go to these other places. I do hope you will be our Morgan dealer for Arizona. <laughs> so I guess that was a moment of pride. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. Congratulations for that. They're such unique vehicles. And are we talking about, we're talking about the three-wheel Morgans? We're talking about the three-wheel Morgans right now. Yeah. We've also, you know, sell the used four-wheel Morgans. And mm-hmm. there's some rumor, I think a true rumor, that Morgan's going to be able to bring the four-wheeled cars in soon due to the latest law that's allowing small batch manufacturers to bring cars back if they were manufactured 25 years ago or longer, which of course Morgan qualifies for that. So we're looking forward to getting those in in maybe 2017. That would be very cool. Fantastic. I love it. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here. You talked about some of your early cars you've owned, those British cars, but what was your first really special car? And if you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. I think there's a bit of a tie between my MGB, my first sports car, because that just turned me on to sports cars, mm-hmm. something that I'll never get over, recover from. Mm-hmm. There's been so many of them over the years, unfortunately. My first Sunbeam Tiger was really something else. That oh, just yeah. Now you've got a car that handles decent and is fast and makes wonderful noises. And so that's probably the most thrilling car that I've got in memory. What year was the Sunbeam? That was a 66. 66. Cool. I think I've had seven of them since that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are afflicted. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I had a friend in high school that had one of those, and I remember I didn't know a lot about them at the time. And I walked up, and I said, oh, this is a cute little car. And he said, hop in. It was his dad's car. And we went for a drive, and I went, wait a minute. What's under the hood here? This is this is no little quiet British sports car. There's something else going on under there. So. Those are great cars. Yeah, it used to surprise a lot of the guys in the 240Zs. They just thought it was some little stupid British car. and uh, <laughs> Not so. And after you smoked and they're like, okay, something else. Yeah, what are you doing there? Crazy. Very fun. Yeah, a lot faster than the MGB, but I love the MGB. They're great cars. There's a gentleman up here in the Pacific Northwest that has one that has a small block V8 under the hood. And uh, oh. it's a total sleeper. It looks completely stock, but oh my goodness, that thing really flies, so shoehorned it in there how about seller's remorse now you've sold a lot of cars so this could be a tough question but i want you to not think about monetary value i want you to think about emotional value is there a car that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage you know i know it sounds redundant but i'm back to the <laughs> 64 mgb there you go at 16 17 years old i pulled the engine and transmission out and rebuilt them both even though they didn't really need it so i touched every part of that car I would set the SUs every time I got fuel. I just uh, I just really loved on that car, and, and uh, that one still have the best memories of all. So I'd have to say. 
That's it. You know, you've touched on something that is a reoccurring theme here at Cars Yeah with all of my guests, and that is the memories that cars evoke in us. They bring back those special times. My guest that I just recorded earlier today talked about a 240Z when I asked them the same question I'm going to ask you a little bit later in our talk about your the car, if you could have any car in the world. And I said, 240Z, now why did you choose that from all the cars? And he said, well, my dad and I built a 240Z, and it's all about that history, the emotions. So great answer. Now tell me a little bit about Brighton Motorsports in the new year here. I know that you guys are a sponsor of Concord in the Hills. They've, they're raising money for the Boys and Girls Club there in Arizona, which is a fantastic cause. But what new projects, what are you doing new in your company this year that really has you guys excited and fired up? I would say, uh, as far as projects go, we've got a Alfa Romeo Sprint Speciale that was my personal car for a while, and I sold it to a friend, and we're restoring that for him. So I'm excited about that. Kind of what's taking precedent right now is uh, the new Lotus Evora 400 that's out. Mm. Uh, just we just had that car. The only there's one there's two in the U.S. right now. They're European models, and it was at our facility a couple of weeks ago and I was able to drive that car and wow what a car I'm really excited about having them and owning one personally will you guys be selling those cars we are we're a Lotus dealer also awesome okay Been a Lotus dealer about a year but as you know the Evora S was uh, not allowed to be sold in the US for a while because of uh, our strict site impact mm-hmm the 400 has been developed to be able to sell here in Canada now, and it's just an amazing car. It's I've driven a lot of cars. I mean, you can't beat something, say, like uh, as far as speed and performance and agility, say a Porsche Turbo at S, mm-hmm. but there's nothing for me as playful as the Evora. Oh, yeah, they're beautiful cars. And when will those be available? Do you have a, a do they, is there a date set yet? Well, <laughs> that keeps changing. Like, right? <laughs> Uh, the last we heard, June, April through June, but I'm thinking it's going to be more like June. I see. Okay. Now, you guys are Lotus dealer, Morgan dealer. Are there other marks that you're specific dealers to other than the used vehicles that you sell? No, there there is not. Those. Okay, great. Just wanted our audience to know what to expect. But obviously, from looking at your website, being at your facility, you've got all sorts of marks available that come and, and pass through your hands all the time, right? Oh, absolutely. Great. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Shane. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? You know, I I hate to say it, but I think I'd be an SUV like a Chevy Tahoe or something. <laughs> uh, now, that's okay. That's why I like this question. So tell me why. What what makes you an SUV? Well, I don't think I'm particularly great at any aspect of of the business or life for that matter. But general, all around with this business, I have enough knowledge to be able to take care of most people and most things that we do. Fortunately, we've got a great staff. I, I think I feel like a sport utility vehicle. You take on, you take on a lot, you know, it's, uh, right. you carry a heavy load, but that's all part of it. That's, you know, yeah. it's not a real exciting car to own, but, uh, it kind of does it all. Kind of does yeah, it all. What you do. Yeah. That's what you have to do in business, right? I like it. I like it. Well, that's why I like to ask that question. I appreciate you answering it honestly instead of, uh, I'm an F1 Ferrari, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, we all want to be one of those. Absolutely. Shane, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. 
For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, FINRA SIPC. Okay, Shane, we are back and we're entering the last lap. You're a guy that likes to be out on the track. You like to race. So you know what this means? The white flag is out. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Yes. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I think the best advice was being told to do not get emotionally attached to the cars. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> but I when- fail at that often, but that's <laughs> still the best advice that I've had. I've I've kept cars too long. and <laughs> Yeah, I understand. Well, that's part of uh, tying your passion into your career. So it's a just a casualty, but great advice if you're buying and selling cars for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success? I would say to just always do your best and expect the best out of uh, everybody on your team. If you, you know, show an example and expect a lot, you'll generally get a lot. People see, the people on your team see that you care and uh, makes them care as well. Yeah, absolutely. Then they understand the why of why the business exists. You know, my brother had a great term. Sorry, I interrupted there. He had a great term that I like to repeat sometimes. Yeah. He told me once, he said, you know, you get what you inspect, not what you expect. <laughs> yes. And so as I try to inspect as much as I can, but, uh, you know, you've got to have a team of people that are also inspecting things for you. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you like to go to often? Uh, bring a trailer is one of my favorite ones. I just, you know, I like eclectic cars and they've, Constantly got eclectic cards on there, and uh, sometimes they're affordable, even, which is nice to see. You know, to where uh, some you know a young person could get into some cool, funky car and get that passion going. Yeah, it's a great site. Randy Nonnenberg, one of the co-founders of Bring a Trailer, has been a guest on my show here, and I always, uh, when I talk to him, I tell him he quit teasing me every day. I open up that website and like, ooh, ooh, I got to go check that out. It's like going to your website. Stop teasing me. I want everything. I can't have everything, but I want everything. So I would like to give you a second one too. Yes, absolutely. Haggerty Insurance. I know that sounds crazy. I'm not affiliated with them, but we use them. We're Mm -hmm. uh, personally using them. Also, we had them insure our shop, Mm -hmm. both the body shop when we had that and our current, our mechanical shop. Mm -hmm. And when we had the body shop, there was uh, the tents that blew down one year here at one mm. of the offices, mm-hmm. and a bunch of cars were damaged. Well, we got most of those cars, or a lot of those cars came to our shop for repair. And when you saw the difference as a body shop in how different insurance companies treated you, the customer, the vendor that we were, and the cars themselves, they just were a class act all the way through. They never once said, oh, don't do that. That's too much money. They just said, hey. You need to get it back to where it was for the customer. Yeah, I've had McKeel Haggerty as a guest here. I've known McKeel for many, many years. Haggerty's insured my collector cars for 15-plus years. Great company, great group of people. I, I have to say, everyone I've met that works at Haggerty, and I've had several of them on this show, probably four or five people who are employees. They're all great people, so uh, they're doing a fantastic job. Thanks for that shout-out. 
You bet. How about a book? Is there one book in particular that you think the Car Shadow listeners should read that you've enjoyed? Um, sure. For me personally, my go-to book happens to be the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't necessarily follow it as well as I should, but uh, <laughs> that's one of my go-tos. And another one that I'll throw out there is a book called Raving Fans I read years ago, and I think that would be good to have uh, a business owner read and then pass it along to his employees if you'll Check that book, Raving Fans, out. There's some good lessons to be learned in there. Oh, that's a new one here. I appreciate you uh, sharing that. I've uh, had many, many books, great books, including the Bible, recommended by many people who have been on Cars, yeah. But that book is a new one to me. So I'll remind our listeners that you can find links to all these great resources that Shane's been so kind to share at carsyeah.com slash Shane Musto. And his last name is M-U-S-T. OE. And there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where Shane's book and all the 441 past guest books are recommended for quick, easy links so you can buy them and read them and enjoy them as Shane has. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Shane, and this last question can be a real doozy. Really hard for you, I think, but maybe not. We'll see. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because... Today, I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. What would that one vehicle be? And more importantly, why? This used to be difficult for me. And you, obviously, in the business, you get asked that a lot. But I think I just about five years ago said, nope, that's it. I'm going to stake my uh, stake on this answer. And it is a Ferrari 250 GT Berlinetta short wheelbase. Ooh, okay. So get your checkbook out. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sitting here going gulp. <laughs> I've never, I've never even sat in one or driven one, and will likely never own one. But to me, that's for Shane. That is the most beautiful car there is. It's uh, got kind of a lithe look to it, but also muscular. It's got the V12. It's lightweight. It just kind of checks every box for me. Yeah, you know, those are on my short list, and I would say that's probably. The second most chosen car here on Cars, yeah, the Ferrari GTO being the first, but the SWB 250, yeah, awesome car. I have had the pleasure of driving two of those, and they were both in the same day, completely unexpected. I was at the Cavallino event, and somebody tossed me the keys to theirs and said, sure, take it for a drive, which I couldn't believe. I just met the man. And then awesome. a couple hours later, another guy did the same thing. So I don't know. I must have had some magic aura around me that day for people to let me drive those cars. But you know what everybody says about those cars that actually owns one, races one? I know a few people that have them. Is It does kind of everything as far as a vintage car. It's great for the street, great for the track, well-balanced. And of course, that V12 engine makes all the right sounds. So you mentioned you like the muscularness of it, which is something I like about the car. The stance is pretty cool. But is there anything else about the car that just it ticks off every box for you? I, I now I think that's pretty much it. I, like you said, I mean, it's 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 fast at least enough for that era. It's quite fast. It's yeah. beautiful, um, and like I said, it looks to me as though it could be a great track car or a great street car. Either way, yeah, anytime I'm around one at an auction event or a show or something, I just have a hard time leaving it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. I know what you mean. Very nice cars. Great. Well, excellent choice. You've taken me on an awesome ride today, Shane. I really. Appreciate you sharing some time with me today and for sharing your stories with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Ferrari 250 GT? I would say uh, my advice would be to just always do the right thing. And I think if you listen to your gut, it tells you what that right thing is. Yes, it does. Absolutely. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? 
say the easiest way probably is to check out our website at brightonmotorsports.com. But the best way would be to actually come visit us. If you're ever in Scottsdale, you'll get to meet everybody there. And we've got some great folks and our customers are milling around. You'll meet some really great car people. It's, it's fun. We have a lot of fun there. Talking up these kind of cars, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You get to play with all the best toys every day. You've figured out the secret to a happy life. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything we've talked about today here at Shane's show notes page on carsyeah.com. Just enter Shane in the search bar and his page will pop right up. And don't forget to check out the Concord in the Hills. Learn more about this fantastic event at concordinthehills.org. And if you're in Arizona this weekend, check it out. Go to the event. And of course, go down to Brighton Motorsports and check out their facility and say hello to Shane. Just tell him you heard him on Cars Yeah. Shane, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. All right. Thanks so much. Sure appreciate talking to you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.